0: Now, it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: And welcome to the 4 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. If you're a regular listener at all to this program, you are very very familiar with relationships under construction. Credible organization and incredible ministry And this Friday night, they are celebrating their 20th anniversary with their annual banquet at the Villa Milano in Westerville, right off of Schrock Road. And it is my delight and privilege to welcome to the program the uh, keynote speaker, Steve Grant. If you're an NFL fan at all, you will remember him from the Indianapolis Colts, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He uh, had quite... A successful collegiate and professional career. And uh, now he is representing the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will be the keynote speaker this Friday night. Steve Grant, it is a delight and a privilege to welcome you to the program today.
2: Man, man I am excited. Thank you, uh, first of all, but I'm excited to be on this interview whenever uh, you have an opportunity to proclaim. Uh, jesus christ through testimony it is always a tremendous day and opportunity
1: well we can forgive you for being from west virginia not the ohio state university but oh, it's
2: okay oh, 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 oh well hold on let me correct you because, <laughs> because since uh ohio is right adjacent to west virginia it is the University of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, all right. Dear. Well, we'll, oh.
1: we'll debate that on Friday night, all right? <laughs> I just hope you'll show up in scarlet and gray. And well, Anyway, uh, it's going to be wonderful to welcome you to uh, Columbus, Ohio, to Buckeye Land, and uh, to the RUC Banquet, Relationships Under Construction. Uh, Steve... What are you planning on sharing with us, at least in portion, this coming Friday night?
2: Well, um, you know, I'm going to mention this in in part of my talk, but uh, I believe this personally, that uh, it was said that the greatest treasure on this planet is the hearts of our children. Mm -hmm. And uh, one-third of the world's population consists of children under the age of 15. And so... If we're going to make an impact, and if we consider uh, our children, adolescents, this generation as treasures, then I believe it's our responsibility as believers of the Lord Jesus Christ to uh, leave them with truth and sound information. You know, the Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge and restraint. Mm -hmm. And so I believe it's our responsibility to teach age-old principles that worked for centuries. Amen. Now, for whatever reason, in this woke culture, <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, yeah. Now,
2: many people believe, uh, well, that's it for centuries are not good for today. But you know, I digress with that. But anyway, and so I just want to in- encourage uh, those who will be in the audience, and especially young people, to understand that we've all been given a platform. And uh, our talent, gifts, and abilities comes with a responsibility to leave back. Um, I tell young people this all the time when I travel across the country. I said, in your pursuit and become successful, make sure you do two things. Number one, don't build high fences, blown tables. Mm -hmm. Because when you build high fences, you keep people from your gift, your talent, and your abilities. But when you build long tables, you invite as many people to come partake of mm. what God has blessed you with. And so I believe uh, everyone has a responsibility to give back because we've all been impacted by something or yeah. someone. And so I believe it's our responsibility to give back. So we're just going to encourage uh, those who are in the audience um, uh, to faithfully continue to give and to understand that their treasures right in front lesson, it's our responsibility to sometime unearth that treasure presented to the world.
1: Amen. One of the things that really impressed me about your written testimony, uh, you say, and I quote, when I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, my life was no longer meaningless. Well, Steve, you had great success athletically, and yet your life was meaningless before Christ. Can you just quickly elaborate uh, what you mean by that?
2: You know, I, I I know we're on this phone interview, man, but I just felt the presence of God just come over me. I can't <laughs> can't explain it, man. But yeah, yeah. When and, and again, um, I, I was blessed to play in the NFL for several years and made a lot of money. And I understand, <laughs> I understand a little bit what Solomon was saying you know um no matter uh the world's uh, wealth the world's treasure mm-hmm. it can only bring you moments of satisfaction yeah but but uh uh for me individually i understood that the greatest joy the greatest fulfillment that i've ever experienced uh, beyond the cars the homes the traveling is when I confess with my mouth and believed in my heart hmm. that Jesus Christ Amen. was and is the Son of God who came into the world. And so uh, uh, my, my born-again spirit, the real me, that was created in righteousness and true holiness, when I came into the full knowledge of, of who I truly was, it made all the difference in my life. So the Scripture says, God has set eternity in men's heart. In other words, Everything that men are after is really nothing but a a desire for God and Jesus. <laughs> That's Amen. All it is. And, and, and so the alcohol is nothing but yearning within the human mm. heart for Jesus. That's all it is. Mm. And and so I was no different. But but when I came into to the truth and to that reality, man, my 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 whole life changed. And so really for me. Um, uh, faith uh and I call it that firm, intelligent conviction of divine truth, man, man, when I came into that and I understood that I was lied to most of my life, but when I came into the truth, truth gave me boundaries uh truth gave me a uh, conviction about right and wrong and 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 so that made all the tremendous difference in my life and um you know i I'll say this as well um uh, uh, truth. And, and uh, you know, the Scripture said the truth will uh, uh, set you free. It, it will make you free Amen. if you obey the truth that you hear. So truth is the teaching presented in God's Word, embodied in Jesus Christ, revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. And so the Spirit of God is truth. And so when I came to truth, I had to—everything um, that was learned. I had to unlearn. And God poured the truth of who he was in the many of my existence. And that's when I began to walk out what real purpose was all about.
1: Well, Steve, I don't know whether I can wait till Friday night to hear the rest of this or not. My goodness. Praise God for that testimony, Steve. He is going to be the keynote speaker this Friday night at the Relationships Under Construction Banquet at the Villa Milano in Westerville. It is filling up, and that is not an exaggeration, but I believe you can still make reservations at RUC, Inc., that's I-N-C, dot org. Or you can go to the old address, RelationshipsUnderConstruction.com, and there you can register for the banquet. It's this coming friday night be there don't miss it but it's filling up you really need to get your reservations in right now there is no charge but it is a fundraising banquet we need to let you know that steve i can't wait to meet you in person my brother
2: hey hey i tell you what i know you got to uh take a hard break but i will say this um uh when when i come to events like this i often say this God doesn't have a money problem. (laughs) <laughs> he just got to get it from his people. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. He, he just got to get it from his people. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to God's people um, uh, uh, sowing seeds to, uh, to advance Amen. a good cause. Amen, brother. I well, you it.
1: obviously you so understand this radio thing because a heartbreak. And yes, I am coming up on that. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for your time. And again, can't wait to meet you in person on Friday night. You can make your reservations for the banquet at RUCinc.org or relationshipsunderconstruction.com. I'll see you Friday night, God willing, Steve. God bless you. Hey,
2: bless you, brother. Blessings. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Bye-bye. We'll be back with more. Bob Bernie Live.
0: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Do you remember when football players just played football? Their politics really didn't matter. You probably didn't know their politics. Hey listen, I grew up in Southern California and man was I a Dodgers fan. Oh my goodness. And back in those days, players usually stayed with one team their entire career. You got to know them. They didn't switch from team to team to team to team. They um uh, you know, they they were loyal. I'm back in the Don Drysdale, Sandy Koufax, Maury Wills, Johnny Roseboro, uh, Frank Hodges. Uh, well, anyway, that was my era. Love those guys. My uh, brother-in-law worked for a big savings and loan, and they had box seats right at first base. Uh, it was it was great. But you know what? I never knew what their political stance was on any of them. They were baseball players. They played baseball. That's what they did. Uh, They weren't into social causes and issues. they, They would visit children's hospitals and so forth, but no one knew where they were politically. They were professional athletes. Um, I was a big fan of the L.A. Rams back when the L.A. Rams were the L.A. Rams, you know, before they went to St. Louis and you know, who knows where else. Uh, and again, nobody knew where they were politically. Man, that is not the case today. I mean, you, you, you ha- think of the irony of this. You have one of the richest individuals in America. I don't know whether he's one of the richest individuals in the world, but he is certainly one of the richest individuals in America who is constantly complaining that he has been oppressed because of the color of his skin. Yeah, I think you know who I'm talking about. Talks about it all the time. How oppressed. He was in America, and is. I don't, I've lost track of how many houses he has. He is a billionaire. He's not just a millionaire, he's a billionaire. And so everybody knows where he stands politically and sociologically, and I could start going through the list of people in the NFL, uh, the NBA, and now the NHL. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. The uh, Washington Post has uh, come out with an editorial demanding that baseball, MLB, should bar their teams from holding spring training in Florida. Yeah, no more spring training in Florida. You know, Florida and Arizona are the two major places for spring training. Uh, A sports commentator for the Washington Post and ESPN, ESPN, pardon me, uh, is demanding that Major League Baseball reconsider doing their spring training in Florida and you want to know why? Well, because Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is just like the segregationist governors in Florida back in the 1930s and the 1940s. Actually, spring training in Florida dates back to 1888. Yeah, 1888. Now, does anybody know who the uh, governor of Florida was in 1888? No. How about 1913 or 1920 or 1922? Here's my point nobody knows who the governors were at that time. And segregation was rampant all over, particularly the southern United States. And I think we can all agree it was wicked. It was evil, okay? Um, The only segregation we are seeing today is from the liberal progressive left. They're bringing back segregation, and I've given to you dozens of illustrations of that over the last couple of years. Well, Governor DeSantis has championed legislation in Florida to give um, parents rights in education. In the editorial from the Washington Post, there is not a single example of racism in any of the policies that Governor Ron DeSantis has proposed or passed in Florida. Not One single example. And yet, he's a conservative. And because he's a conservative, he must be a racist. And because he's the governor of the state of Florida, within the whole state must be racist. So how could Major League Baseball possibly support a racist state run by a racist governor? This is the radical and ridiculous thinking of the Washington Post and ESPN. Yes, it's not about playing ball. It's all about politics. All right, we'll be back.